0: I should have thought that Dawlish was the last man in the world for this post, said the parliamentary under secretary to the Home Office. I can't think of a better man, declared the assistant commissioner for crime, Sir Wilfrid Anstey. But his record shows that he is utterly irresponsible. Now, oh, come, murmured the Home Secretary, who was at the head of the table where the five men sat. He was a little chubby man, almost benign and his pince-nez did nothing to hide the brightness of his eyes. When in repose, he seemed to pout a little. A man with Dawlish's record in MI5 can hardly be called irresponsible. He accepted a great deal of responsibility during the war, said the secretary of the Metropolitan Police. I know, I served under him. You were in touch with his activities from the early days, sir, weren't you? He looked at the tall, almost bold, hard-faced man next to the home secretary. This was the Commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, who ran Scotland Yard under the Home Secretary's watchful and deceptively benign eyes. The Commissioner was a retired Lieutenant Colonel, a man of few and always brisk words. Yes, he answered. Dawlish was the best man at his job, quite the best. After a pause, he stared into the Undersecretary's obviously disapproving face. Man of exceptional courage, even for a soldier. On the other hand... Abnormal conditions obtained. Precisely, said the Undersecretary smoothly. There is no parallel with today's situation at all. We have to admit that, the yard's legal expert said. But in those days, Dawlish knew who would be gunning for him. In this job, he wouldn't. It's worth remembering that he made hundreds of parachute jumps behind the enemy lines, though. He'll take any risk. And there you have the cause of my great anxiety, said the Permanent Under-Secretary, spreading his hands. Dawlish will always take great risks, Assistant Commissioner, his look was challenging. Is it not true that since the end of the war, Dawlish has frequently, frequently, I repeat, interfered with the normal course of police investigation? Yes, the Assistant Commissioner answered. A position of this kind surely must not be filled by a man who will show complete disregard for the law if it suits his purpose, declared the P.U.S. earnestly. As the Deputy Assistant Commissioner for Crime assigned exclusively to work in connection with investigations overseas, or which have their origin overseas, our representative will have to pay scrupulous attention to the rules of police regulations in our own and in all countries." He will need the courtesy, grace, and discretion of a trained diplomat, as well as an intensive knowledge of police procedure and international law. You can't teach Dolish much about the law," said the Yard's chief lawyer, "and we can give him an assistant who knows the rule book backwards. In any case, we don't want a man who has to read every paragraph in the Hague Agreement before deciding how to act." Mister Pew," said the P.U.S. If the post being considered were that of the Assistant Commissioner for Crime operating in this country, would you support Dawlish's candidature? No, answered Pugh flatly, but that's a cat with a different tail. Let's face it, we want a kind of undercover man. Interpol itself hasn't been able to cope. We're after a sort of international brigade to fight crime. It's got to be given a formal blessing, but we want results first and last. Assistant Commissioner, I mean no offence, but is it not true that on occasions Dawlish has actually operated outside the law? Asked the P.U.S. It's been suspected, the A.C. agreed, with a gleam in his eyes. It's also true that he's often been asked to help us in England, in spite of his shocking behavior. Trivet, one of our senior superintendents, believes that he's the best natural detective in the country today. But surely we need an administrator, not a man, to go out on the investigations himself. The P.U.S. looked appealingly at the Home Secretary, who would make the final decision. He knew his chief of old, and was well aware that the way a pencil was sliding through his fingers and back again meant that he was near his decision, or else the end of his patience. A man of Dawlish's caliber, with his disregard for the conventions, might often break international and national laws— or hold the law of another country up to ridicule, that would be bad enough if you were a private citizen. As official representative of the Metropolitan Police, in fact the whole of the British Police, I shudder to think what would happen. I see your point, agreed the Home Secretary, and tapped the pencil sharply. I think I will talk to Mr. Dawlish myself.